Welcome to Third Church's T3 Family Podcast. Well, welcome back, friends. For the past six months, our family ministry team has been excited because COVID made us realize that we were all longing for something new and different. And we wondered if we could release a printed quarterly magazine called Encounter. The Encounter magazine began this fall with the hope that our church family would be encouraged, blessed, and receive creative ideas to encounter God. Each issue has different perspectives from a student, a young adult, a married couple, a family, and grandparents. The magazine also has recipes, fun activities, and blessings for you. The newest edition was released on February 28th at the Winter Wonder Retreat. In this season, each issue of our magazine has looked at one of the values of third. This issue's value is on belonging. And today we have invited three of our writers for this magazine to join us for the podcast. I will let our three guests introduce themselves and share their names and what's one of their most memorable birthday presents they've ever received. So who wants to go first? We'll go youngest to oldest, I believe. Hi, I'm Jace Peterson, seventh grade, I guess. Um, Last year, I got to skip school. That was kind of nice. For your birthday? Yeah. Okay, was that your present? Yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. Is that the best present you've ever gotten? It's better than going to school. It's better than going to school. That is a true (laughs) statement. That's awesome. Thanks, Jace. Uh, I'm Becky Denoy, and I, let's see, my best birthday gift. I was born on December 31, so that's always pretty fun to have a New Year's Eve birthday. And then one year, I had my firstborn child on my birthday, so I always tell her she's my very best birthday gift, and she'll never forget my birthday, so. Yeah, yeah. Boop. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How fun. Both you on December 31. December 31. Yeah. Wow. What time were you born at? Um, I was born, I think, in the morning. I don't really know. I don't know what time I was yep. born. And she was born 1030 at night. Okay. So, mm-hmm. she was, I think she was the last baby born at that hospital that okay. year. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Brian Vandaloon. Uh, mine was probably when my wife, Lisa, threw me a surprise party for my 50th birthday. So that was probably the best gift. It wasn't a physical gift, but it was just fun because she actually pulled it off and surprised me. And I had family and a lot of friends I hadn't seen for a long time. So that was a really cool gift. That's awesome. What was the food at that party? You know, that part I don't remember because, you know... Because the first half hour, you're so overwhelmed by the surprise part Mm -hmm. of it that I don't even remember eating because it was like a house full of people. Remember when we used to have housefuls of people? And uh, yeah, so it was just seeing a lot of people I hadn't seen for a while. And just so I don't even know if I ate. Kind of like a lot of times you don't eat at your own wedding reception because you're just busy doing things. So I don't even remember. Yeah. I'm sure it was great. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, with Lisa Lisa planning it, I'm sure it was good. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, one of the things that creative director of the magazine and I kept talking about with this issue in particular on belonging is that this is a complicated topic to talk about in the midst of COVID because there's this place where we all love and long to belong, but how do you do that in the state that we're in still in COVID? And so we have a few questions to ask our wonderful panelists for this podcast conversation. 
And I will start with the first one, if that's okay. The first one is, do you have a memory of a time that you felt like you belonged and had a seat at the table with other people? I think it's a, it's not a specific memory, but I have a group of friends and we, we've named ourselves the Soul Sisters. And so it's a, a little bit of an inside joke, but also truth. Like we are just able to be very real with each other. And while we don't get to be together, especially in this season, um, as often as we'd like, they are only a text away, uh, reach out and just say, Hey, I'm needing prayer for this today. Or, um, yeah. And the times we are able to get together, I just feel like that's where I belong. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so sweet that you guys call yourselves the soul sisters. Do you have t-shirts? Uh, no, we should, you should totally. Okay, well, what about the the other two? Well, I will go way back in time. Um, probably the first memory I have of belonging would be when I was in eighth grade moving to my freshman year of high school, I switched from Pella Christian schools to Pella Community. And I was blessed by the fact that I was accepted and felt like I belonged in that class and those groups of friends and the athletic teams that I was a part of. So... Um, that's been a long time ago, so I'm, that's, I guess that still sticks out in my mind, so that's a good thing. And then more recently, just as a commissioned pastor here at 3rd, uh, being invited to be part of the teaching team hmm. and just really feeling like I belong and that my voice is being heard there hmm. and just really welcome to, to be a part of that team, and that's, that's been a really great experience as well. That's awesome. I love that you shared one from middle school to high school because that's stuck with you. Yeah. That's along, awesome. Yeah, because, you know, those were times where in our community there was much greater division between the hmm. two schools and, and quite frankly, some animosity at times. And right. So it was a real blessing that, you know, uh, the kids and my now lifelong friends accepted me and, you know, took me in. And, and the really cool part was that I'm still wonderful friends with some of the kids that I went all through elementary and junior high with. So That's I had cool. the best of both worlds. That's really cool. Thanks, Brian. Jace? Well, I'll talk about school too, I guess. But this year I went home school, just kind of went with it. But I just, yeah, it's still nice because people still, you know, I get, we joke around about me being in school, but People still talk to me and things like that, and it's just kind of nice because I didn't know how it was going to go from going from homeschool to, or school to homeschool, I guess, but. That's awesome. Yeah. Has it gone, it sounds like it's gone better than expected. Yeah, it's doing okay. I'll go back, but yeah. it's just because it's different for me to not be able to talk to people, and yeah, that's just my personality. Yeah, yours is very social. But you get to hang out here more yeah. than like having you at church. Well, maybe I'll just have to alternate. There you go. There you go. We could be your class. <sighs> okay, or not. <laughs> I'm going to end up writing all your guys' papers. I mean, you already asked me to do one. That's true. <laughs> Don't worry. It wouldn't be like you visit every person's office and we each give you an assignment. That would be... I mean, Brian hasn't given me one yet. Chrissy and Lauren gave me one to... Uh, figure out games for middle school. You gave me the paragraph. And it's true. 
So I'm just waiting on Brian. Everybody yeah. else in the room is giving me one. Everyone's giving you an <laughs> yeah. assignment. Well, Brian, you're next. You get to give an assignment. Yeah, he's basically asking I got, for I it. I got a little bit okay, of Okay, he's going to think about it. That. That's awesome. <laughs> my driveway shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Jace is like, get me back in school. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, what does belonging ultimately mean to you three? When you think of the word belonging, what are some of the first things that come to your mind? Uh, safe, hmm. a refuge. Um, I guess those would probably be the two that stick out to me the most. Yeah. Just a place where you can be yourself. Yep. Um, and that, again, back to my junior high experience, that was interesting because most people don't agree with this statement when I say that I'm really an introvert by nature. And so it was not in my comfort zone to go out and make a whole lot of hmm. new friends at that mm -hmm. stage of my life. But, um, yeah, so it was nice to feel safe that they would take me in even though I wasn't putting myself out there really. Right. Yeah, that's really cool. Hmm. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, I resonate a lot with what the words Brian used, um, feeling safe, um, feeling safe in vulnerability, um, just being accepted. And if I think, if I just think of like, okay, places that I have belonged, it's just like a warm, cozy, peaceful. Yeah, it's a good feeling. It's a it's a positive feeling right. to belong. Yep. I love that. I feel like we're building on the. We keep building on it. This is good, Jace. Yeah, I gotta agree. It's like a place you want to be. Hmm. Mic drop. Yep. <laughs> I don't have as many years of experience. No, I'm being serious. I think mic drop. Like, it's mm -hmm. a place you want to be. And I think being a safe place that's a refuge where you feel accepted. Like, I think those are places where there's an invitation to be vulnerable. It's ultimately a place you want to be. So I think that's beautiful, Jace. That's yeah. why I said mic drop. I wasn't joking around. No, it was great. You were very wise. First, are you seventh grade? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very wise. Jace, I'm pretty sure you're the youngest person ever on this podcast. You got tried things. I know. Come on. That's right. Yeah. Okay. What are you mindful of when creating space for someone else to belong? So with friendships or with teammates, what do you think through or do you think through it? And how do you know that people belong in your presence? This is a, this is a fun question to think about. Recently, my family and I, we, we built a home and we moved into it and a lot of our intentionality and the prayers that um, my husband and I have prayed into this space is that it would be a safe haven that people feel, I mean, especially our children, um, our children's friends, but that anyone would feel welcome to come into and um, be invited into. And another story that I thought about when thinking about this question was, I remember when we lived in our previous house. And I had a, we renovated that home. And so I had a friend over and she wanted a tour and I wasn't expecting to give a tour. So uh, my bed wasn't made. And, but I still took her through like, oh yeah, and this is our bedroom and this is our, and what she's said to me since then is like, when you showed me your room and your bed wasn't made, like it made me feel at home. And wow. so just, there was something powerful in that, like 
not trying too hard. Yeah. Because sometimes when everything is so perfect, it's hard to feel like you belong there. Like, oh, I don't want to right. mess anything up. And and that's not only physical, but it, there's some people, if you're around them, they want to put on a a show or a, they, they have a front that they, you just don't, or you're like, I'm not quite sure if I'm safe around you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I just want to create an, a perfectly imperfect yep. um, sense of come to me as you are and let's, yeah, I want you to feel safe. I want you to feel like you belong here. Yeah. One of the things I love from the article your family wrote is you literally start with a paragraph that you talk about a doormat you once saw that said, yay, you're here. And I just think that's beautiful because I think that is how you guys have set up your home mm-hmm. is that it really is a yay, you're here atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And in the article, you, sorry, spoiler alert, you'll, <laughs> you actually like talk about if we could have that in front of every door possible mm-hmm. so that people know like you're always welcome, you always belong, we see you. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's how... God sees us too. Yeah. When we come to him, he's just like, yay, you're here. It's yeah. you. Yep. You're exactly who I wanted to see right now. Yeah. That's beautiful. So good. Yeah. It's, yeah. Thank you, Becky. Mm-hmm. Brian, Jace, what about you guys? I'll let you go, Jay. Go ahead. I'll go last this time. Well, I'm going to need the question again. I I got lost in her story. (laughs) No, I know. It was a great story. What are you mindful of when creating a space for someone to belong? I'm a clean and tidy person. I haven't always been, but it changed, you know, when I was home more. Mm -hmm. So I like to, if we have people over and I know they're coming over, I clean. But, yeah, it's just, yeah, I just like to have things nice and neat for people and I like things nice and neat and it's kind of hard to have with dogs but yeah because you are now breeding dogs yeah yep and they're kind of a pain in the butt but okay so one of the things I see in you Jace though is that you really love to include people what makes you be like that well my parents are very social okay so you learn that from your parents yeah I give them a hard time about it though (laughs) why do you give them a hard time about it because we could, like, be walking out of church, and it'll take them an hour to get to the door. <laughs> I understand. But usually how it goes, we don't say anything when it happens to my dad. But if my dad's with us, and we walk out the door, and we're waiting in the car for my mom, it comes up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because it's less usual with your dad? No, it happens just as much. Oh, okay. He'll go out, and then he just, like, uh, what do you call that? A hypocrite. Because oh. he, he, he says it about mom, and yet he goes and does it. Okay, okay. <laughs> the Peterson Files. Just joking. <laughs> that's awesome. all the secrets today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna... But I think that's really cool. So you saw that from your parents, mm-hmm. which is why you're, you're similar in that. And you always, like, we talked about this on Sunday. We had family over, and we were talking about my grandpa's personality mm-hmm. and you just, my mom talked about how at his visitation, people would just come up and be like, your grandpa was my best friend. Wow. Because he just made people feel like he was really talking to them. Yep. And yeah, I just want to be more like my grandpa, I guess. Yeah, that's beautiful. Your grandpa left a great legacy. 
Thanks, Jace. Mm -hmm. And I see your grandpa in you. It's beautiful. Everybody says I look like him. I had a preschool teacher come up to my cousin, which, I mean, us two look exactly like our grandpa, and be like, hey, Jace, how are you? And my cousin's like, way taller than I am. Okay. It's kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, Jace. Okay, Brian, what about you? Wow, that's a great question. Um, like Becky, I know when Lisa and I, you know, when our we had outgrown our house uh, that we had lived in when our kids were real small and toddlers, I mean, our big point of emphasis was we wanted a place mm-hmm. that was going to be safe, that we could have their friends over. And, and, and in particular, you know, the neighborhood that we chose. We wanted to be close to church. We wanted to be close to the swimming pool and the schools and the activities and just a place that, you know, they could come after practice or before, or after they went swimming or any of those things. But yeah, and the way Lisa has designed her house and we, you know, we've done some remodeling and just really tried to open things up and try to make it that homey feeling and, and just a, a place where, yeah, uh, kids would feel welcome of, mm-hmm. of all ages. And it, it's been really interesting because, you know, when our kids did have friends over, it would be rare that they would ever go to the basement. It was like, they still hung out with us. Mm-hmm. And that was always a blessing to us and a fun part. And, uh, and yeah, just, and me personally, it, it's, it's been fun because um, those of you who know me know that I am quick to give a hug. Right. And then second to ask if it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, so I think this, there's just part of, you know, that's part of my love language mm-hmm. is, is, and so I kind of extend that out to people and, and, Again, kind of like you're saying, that's been interesting and difficult and different during COVID season. And, you know, that's just my way of, A, trying to have fun with it, but B, just showing people that, you know, I care enough that I'm going to give you right. a hug and yeah. and you're special. And, and, uh, and I guess probably the last thing, and I don't know if this is part of my, you know, professional training as a salesperson or, you know, what I've done for a long time, but just asking questions. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always trying to be very conscious of asking questions and the old adage of listening more than talking. Right. You know, you can have people and they think that you're their best friend and I don't know, they're a great listener and, right. you know, and it was really just by prompting questions mm-hmm. and because I think people quite often don't feel like they get their chance to be heard. And so if you encourage that, that's a good thing. Yep. I will always remember when your kids were in high school and how you guys, during Tulip Time in particular, just opened your house up to like all their friends and you just had poffergies all night long. It was crazy. But it was so sweet because everyone knew that's where they would end up and they felt known in that. And then I remember hearing from your kids friends like oh yeah I'm just gonna head to the Vandaloons and shower real quick and get ready because I can't make it back to my house but that everyone felt like you were at least second home base you know like and for some maybe even first home base which I think is really beautiful that your door is always open for that one funny story I'll never forget after our kids were out of high school well maybe it was one of our kids were out of high school so I think it was Jordan And so she had younger friends and so she was gone and some of her friends that were then had become seniors in high school. uh, Is it okay if we come after the prom dance and come change clothes and shower at your house? Right. (laughs) It's like, yeah, we'll be up. No problem. (laughs) Even though we had no kids going to prom, they just felt the freedom to come and 
And uh, so that was always a good thing. And, and we did a smart move. That's part of why we moved here to church, because my wife, Lisa, loves to have conversation at church. And there was no great way to patiently wait for her to have those conversations. So now we can just walk and, and go, just home. go home. Yeah. <laughs> Let her kind of do her thing. So that, Yeah, because you live right down, you live like a block away. Yeah, we just kind of made yeah. that decision that that was a good thing. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. And I have seen your hugs transform people. When we started house groups for CORE, the Vandaloon house was one of our first house groups, and they are still a house group. And throughout the years of us doing house groups, there was a group of girls in particular that either didn't have a dad or their relationship with their dad was estranged in some way. And you built a new connection. Like, whether knowing it or not, like, your hugs changed their view of men. And I thought that was such a beautiful thing to just watch, like not even intentional, just you being you, Brian, allowed for their view of men to change. Thank you. Yeah. That's no, thank beautiful. you. Okay. Last question. After someone leaves your presence, what do you hope they've experienced from you, with you, around you? What do you hope they've experienced though? I always just hope that they feel better after they leave me mm. than before we had an encounter. So whether that be through laughter, whether that be through um, speaking a blessing over them, whether that be through a hug, um, I, yeah, I would just love that after people and whoever that is, whoever that might be, a stranger, a friend, uh, one of my spouse or my children, that after they've been with me in conversation with me or whatever that is, that they would yeah, feel better after they've left. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thanks, Becky. Yeah. I'm more of a laughter kind of person. I'm not very good at praying over people per se, and I'm not very much of a touchy kind of person, I guess. But yeah, I like to make people laugh. That's more of what I like to do. Hey, and there's a saying that laughter is the best medicine. I would say, you know, the, the classic answer you would expect is that they would feel a touch or give a hint of what Jesus may be showing them. And, and that is all true, you know, but joy and, and laughter and, you know, somehow just feeling like their spirits have been uplifted you know, whether that's, like I said, through a hug or just a smile or just giving them an opportunity to, you know, be heard. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so just feeling just a touch of Jesus. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. And um, so that's kind of my ultimate. Yep. I think it's beautiful because each one of you, I think, reflect Jesus really well. So whether you're intentionally praying over a person or making them laugh, uh, I feel like Jesus would have wanted people to laugh, you know, or making people feel better than how they came. That is totally what every encounter Jesus has. They felt better than how they came. And them being hugged and seen and known 100% who Jesus is. So from our third church family, thank you for being Jesus to so many people, whether you know it or not. I hear it about you three all the time. And I'm being serious. I literally hear about how you relate to people and how that changes them. So thank you for brightening people's day and pointing them to Jesus. 
Well, friends, that is it for this podcast. Thank you for joining us. We have... It's been such a joy to sit with these incredible human beings that are with me today, Brian, Becky, and Jace. And I hope that you have just got to think about belonging a little differently. We wanted to remind you that the magazine is out. You can pick it up at church. And yeah, we would like to bless you with the blessing from the magazine specifically on belonging. So may we be people who trust our creator's hands. May we learn from the circle of love and celebrate unity uniqueness, honor, submission, and intimacy. May our mouths bless with words that sprout new life and new joy in those with whom we come in contact with. And may being dwellers in the circle of love leave a resonance in us that changes atmospheres to reflect the kingdom of God. May we see the honor it is to be in the family of God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast. We hope it's been a blessing for you and your family. 